Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, this is a follow-up to yesterday's uh, podcast regarding the barricading of the road for the drug house. Oh guys, I just got home. It is currently 6 p.m. in the afternoon. And let me tell you, I don't even know where to start. Um, Things went for the worst today. Oh man, what an ordeal, let me tell you. I'm still stressed out and still just trying to get my my mind together, guys, with what happened today. So um, I'll just kind of walk you guys through my day at this um, property and what happened. Uh, So I got there at probably about 8 o'clock because I had to pick up concrete bags and I had my trailer filled up with other materials for another job. So I was kind of picking up some things from a supply warehouse this morning. Um, if not, I would have probably been there at like a little bit before 7. But I got there at 8, no problem. Uh, I parked. Now keep in mind, this the way this works is this, this driveway and where this drug house is. This is a very big property. Okay, it's very, very big. Um, I'm not, I can't say the names because then obviously you guys will know what I'm talking about. Because you guys could easily look it up online. Um, but it's a very big property. Um... The, the the whole purpose of this property it's it's even owned by a very big company that everyone knows i guarantee it you know it your mama knows it your grandmama knows it it's a very well known company and the ceo and the um wife that is essentially um running the show right now here locally for this property they turned this property into a um, state-of-the-art um, learning um, center where they have so much stuff. I can't go into details as far as um, you know what's all on the property because I'll give away too much. But they, they turned this property and invested a lot of money into this property to basically make it state-of-the-art so that way they could give back to the community. The whole purpose of this whole project and this huge – it's like 2,400 acres, Okay. And there's multiple things on this property. It's huge. It's massive. And um, they, the, I can't say the name, but they invested a ton of money into this property to basically give it a facelift and basically update everything, the best of the best as far as state-of-the-art stuff, to be able to offer um, a learning experience and learning thing. I can't go into too much details, but to be able to give back to the community. And not only that, on... Um, there's so many I, I I can't give away too much guys, but anyway it you know it's it's for the community right. But on this huge property, um, there is a couple of homes, and the um, majority of these homes compared to one of them, um, they're all people that have to do with the property, meaning they're caretakers of the property. They're the, um, you know they have a huge fish farm like that's just one little part of this whole project thing they have going on. Um, you know, he, he has a he has a home there because he works there pretty much full-time every single day. And he's got a ton of workers that work there and students and all kind of stuff going on. Now, the, so majority of these houses are people that, you know, have an invested interest in this property. And I met all of them. They're really, really nice people and, you know, very cordial. Everything is good. But there is one house in this property that is essentially been turned into a drug house. Somehow they rented the house, never paid any rent, and they've been running massive, and I mean massive, amount of drugs through this house. I didn't know the scale until today. 
So yesterday when I went out there to scout the location and figure out what my game plan was to kind of um, blockade the that driveway, um, there was a ton of traffic. I mean, the the amount of traffic of people coming in and out of that road is enormous. It is huge. I mean, easily over 100 people, easily. I mean, I, I'll give up counting after 100. There's so many. Just It is nonstop. It's almost like every five minutes, there's like three or four different cars coming, coming and going, coming and going. It's a massive amount of people and volume of people that is using this road. And the volume that I'm speaking of all has to do with the um, drug house, okay? And this drug house, they're either selling two type of drugs or maybe both, is either crystal methamphetamine or heroin, okay? So... So I get out there today, um, you know, I was kind of getting an experience of what was going to happen yesterday. Today I get up there and same thing, the traffic is just as bad, going in and out, in and out, it's, it's, it's insane. So um, I have my big trailer, I have equipment and everything, and I start to dig a trench. So that way I can create, the, I can inset this barricade across the road. Because if I was to put the barricade in, there'd be no way for anyone to ever move it. No way. You would have to have some big equipment. In order to even budge this thing and move it okay so I'm digging the trench across the road now keep in mind um, there is some gates there and the gates are, um, are open um, and I'm basically digging a trench across this road now while I'm digging the trench across the road people are like I have to continuously step out of the way and move out of the way because cars are coming and going mopeds are coming and going it is just insane so for me to dig this trench should have only took in, taken me maybe 30 minutes three hours to try to dig this trench because i was digging in very very compacted hard um base course I, in fact i even had to get my concrete saw out i'm not even cutting into concrete but that's how um compacted this road is from the amount of traffic going in and out and the rocks that they used to build this road a while ago they did a great job it's a really solid road but for me to now do what i have to do i'm struggling with it right because now it's a it's a big job so I'm using my concrete saw to basically cut a, a channel across this road. That way I can dig it up easier because it's super hard to dig up as it is. So I'm, I'm trying to make a, a channel and it works, right? So I, I cut through it and, I'm, and people are running over my extension cords and it's really getting on my nerves, right? Because I don't like people running. I don't even run over my own extension cords, you know, because these extension cords, I have them and I make them last for a long time before I got to buy more. You know, it's coming out of my pocket. No one else's. So I cut this trench and I'm digging it up. Now keep in mind, it takes me like at least three hours to dig this trench out because the ground is so, so bad. And then not only that, there's like this big, massive tree. I mean, this tree is massive. And the roots that are kind of coming across that is packed in this road are massive. And my co a concrete saw doesn't cut through the roots very well. It'll cut through the rocks and all that stuff. No problem. But it basically slows the blade down and wants to burn the blade because now it's going into a moist, really dense root. So then I'd have to switch out to a different blade to just to try to cut through the roots. So I was struggling with this all day, guys, right? For three hours at least. So I finally get a trench and a really nice trench across the road and people are driving back and forth. And as they're driving back and forth, they're crumbling my, my, um, my trench back in, which won't work because what I have to put across the road has to be set in there's a reason why i'm digging this trench so i'm continuously cleaning i'm just fighting this all day long guys so finally i made a phone call to the property owner and i said hey look 
I am getting ready to put this barricade in. Do I have your permission to block off this road? Because there's too much people coming in and out. What should have taken maybe, you know, an hour max is now at least three, four hours in. And she said, absolutely. You have my permission. Absolutely. Block that road off because we don't want no one coming in and out of there. Block that road. Whatever you got to do, block the road. So I used my trailer and my new truck to basically park my trailer and everything sideways within this um, really long um, fenced driveway. Okay. So now people are like, there's so much people, guys. People are driving up to the front of my truck because I have everything, you know, everything is crossed sideways so no one can drive in. And people are pissed off, right? These people that are either picking up drugs or whatever, they're pissed off because they can't just drive up to that house now, right? So now I'm working really quick because I already know this is going to escalate very fast if I can't get this barricade in. Now, keep in mind, guys, I am by myself, right, in a kind of um, off-the-beaten-path, let's, let's put it that way, area, and I'm dealing with a and dealing with a drug house. Now, what I didn't know until this afternoon, until this all happened, I'll kind of I'll follow up here, but this drug house is a huge problem. It is actually the biggest drug house for this part of the community. So we have different communities on this island, right? On this one community... On this one part of the island, all the drugs and all the drug problems and all the problems related to drugs come from this house. That's how massive this house is as far as on the scale of dealing drugs, okay? I didn't know that until after everything happened. So now I'm, so I'm at this point, I'm, I got the road blocked. I'm ready to freaking go. And here comes the, the lady that is actually the one running the show. From the drug house because she came in left like three or four times today okay but at that point i didn't have the road um blocked off yet so i blocked the road off and she she attempts to drive out and she wrote she's basically in her car with her windows up okay so i'm gonna try to approach this very calmly okay because everybody is aware of what's happening here okay this is not a surprise Everybody has been aware. They've made it aware to everyone in the area that this road is getting blocked off. Okay? So she's attempting to, to leave now. Drive out of the property. And I have my trailer, my truck, everything all blocking the road. So I'm like, okay, let me try to approach this calmly. So I kind of walk up towards the car a little bit. But I, I'm still like maybe 30 feet from the front bumper of the car. And I see her around the window. And I said, I'm sorry, but the road is blocked off. The owners of this property has authorized me to block this road off. And she had it. She hit the gas pedal, guys. Okay? And nearly ran me over. Like, seriously. Almost ran me over. And she's screaming out the car. I'm going to slam I'm gonna slam into your car. I'm going to whatever. She's going off, guys. Going off. Okay? So she hits the gas pedal. Almost runs me over. Flies. She almost hits the back of my trailer. But she realizes that if she hits my trailer, all she's doing is damaging my trailer and not my truck. Okay? And then her whole car would be totaled. Because, I mean, I got pallets of concrete. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff on that trailer. A big, a big heavy machine. You're not going to do too much damage to that. You know what I mean? You might dent my trailer, but your car is going to get messed up compared to my trailer. So she slams on the brakes, almost hits my, my, uh, the back end of my trailer. And she's refusing to move now. So now I'm unable to unload. I'm unable to do anything. 
okay? She's screaming. And now there's a guy in the passenger seat that I could see and the two back seats I couldn't see because the windows are um, tinted so bad that you can't even see inside. So I step away because she almost tried to hit me. So then I walk up on the side. I'm still, I'm, I'm staying, trying to stay away because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if someone's going to come out with a gun or a knife or what's going to happen because now things have just escalated and it's going to get bad. So I kind of walk around where I can kind of see her through her driver window, but I'm far away. And I see her on the phone. And I, I said, look, I said, you can call the property owners. They have made everybody aware of what's happening here. She goes, no, I'm calling the cops. Yeah, right. That's what she said. I said, oh, really? I said, I hope you are, because if you're not, I am. Well, what it was was she wasn't calling the cops, guys. She was calling her muscle. And when I talk about muscle, we have, I don't know if you guys are aware of the term strong arms. So, like, within the drug community, especially, like, a dealer like her that is on a huge scale, she has strong arm guys, muscle, that basically is her protection. Whatever she wants, she tells them to do, and they'll do it. They're criminals. They've been to prison. Their, their whole job is to protect the house and her, okay, because she's the one running the show. The reason she has these people that stay in these these big these these guys are huge guys. These are absolutely prison guys, and so they basically protect the house from other druggies, preventing them to from robbing the house. Okay, so these guys mean business. Okay, these guys are no joke. They mean business. They don't care about jail. They don't care about cops. They don't care about none of that. Okay, they, they if they get arrested, they go to jail. It's no big deal for them. They get right back out and they're right back to what they're doing: strong arming and basically providing protection. So now. At this point, I am now calling the property owner because she said she's calling the cops. And I said, well, I hope you do because if not, I am. So I step away from the vehicle because I don't want to be nowhere near the vehicle because I don't know how many people is in there. So I make a phone call really frantic to the property owner. I make a phone call to three other people that are involved in this project that I'm dealing with. And I, I basically tell them that I said, look, you, you're this because this the whole reason this is going in is because of this house, right? So I said, look, she, she's trying to run. She almost tried to run me over with her car. I said, if I didn't get out of the way, she would have run me over. She goes, she's threatening to slam into the back of my truck. I said, I don't, at this point, she's blocking. I'm blocking the road, but she's blocking me from doing any work because she's right across the trench of where I need to do something. And then the, home, the property owner was like, do I need to get the cops out there? I said, yes, get them out here immediately. So she hangs up and the property owner on my behalf is now calling the police because of what's happening. So the property owner now makes a phone call to the person that actually owns that house that's renting it out. Now, in the commotion of all of this, the lady is still there. So what I do is I take my phone and I take pictures of how where she's where she's at and where because it's very obvious of where what she's doing and how it's how it's all unfolding here. Where how she's basically blocking me from doing anything and threatening to still continue to try to move forward even though she cannot. Um so I take pictures of the vehicle with the occupants inside doing what they're doing. So I'm standing off on the side of the, ro on the, side of the road taking pictures of them because I want proof. That way if something was ever – if everything was ever happened, I have some proof to prove what is going on here at least, right? Something to back me up. So I snap a couple pictures. While I'm snapping some pictures, the owner of that house that's technically renting to them, but they're not paying their rent. They're trying to get them out of there. He calls me. He's like – 
are my tenants threatening you right now? What's going on? I said, yes, they are. She's like, I'm calling the cops. We've had, this is ridiculous. I can't get them out of my house. The cops won't do nothing. We're calling the cops. Everybody's calling the cops now, except me, because I'm the one dealing with everything. So as I get off the phone with them, I take one last picture. I turn around, and literally, guys, there is four guys running down the road and basically ready to fight me, full on, ready to fight me. Here is her muscle. The ones that protect the house are now coming down to protect her, but essentially to basically fight me. Okay? So I got, here's, here, this is how hectic it got in a very short period of time. So one guy is trying to distract me because he's a big guy and he wants to fight me. Like full on. He's up in my face, ready to fight. Like in a split second, we're about to throw blows. Another guy runs to my truck to try to steal my truck at the exact same time. I'm not, I can't even make this up, guys. This is insane. The other guy is behind me because I can't pay attention to him because there's so much going on. The guy in front of me is about to, you know, whack me. The other guy is trying to steal my truck as we speak. The other guy is walking around behind me, so I can't keep track of everything. Plus, the, the girl has the car in reverse like she's going to freaking run me over because I'm in the middle of the road dealing with all these guys. And then the guys are screaming at me. You know, I'm not going to go into exactly what they're saying, but in layman's terms, the way they put it across me is, let's put like this, guys. If I didn't move my truck, um, I would be in the hospital. I can defend myself against one guy, okay? But when I'm outnumbered, because there was four guys that came down, there's at least two people in the car that I seen, right? So four, five, six, that's six people already confronting me. I'm outnumbered one to six people, guys. Not only that, in the house is another probably five guys, okay? So I'm hugely outnumbered. I'm by myself on this job, and no, no one's around. Everybody that's there are for the drug house. So now I have no choice. Either I have to, I had to make a split-second decision. Either I stand my ground, and I bang it out, and I fight one guy. Sure, I might get a couple blows in, but everybody else, they will mob me. They will, God forbid, they'll either hurt me, they'll send me to the hospital, or kill me, Right? And this job obviously is not worth it, you know, for the money. You know what I mean? I don't care how much they're paying me. It's not worth it, you know? I can easily take a loss or not even do the job or just walk away. So I looked at them, and, and I had to make a split second because one guy was walking over to my truck to bust out my windshield and bust out my windows and fuck up my – and basically screw up my truck, okay, mess it up. So I seen everybody's movements. I'm watching, and I'm dealing with this guy. That guy is about to freaking, like, full-on punch me, right? And I'm just bracing for it because I'm ready to, sw to do the swing. If he's going to swing, I'm going to swing. So I'm bracing, and I have a guy that's behind me that I, I can't watch because everything else is going on. So finally, I tell him, you know what? I said, I said, fine, fine. I'll move it. I'll move it. So I moved the truck out of the way, and the girl in the car is now burning rubber in the, in the gravel and the dirt. Burning rubber. Passes me. Now, I'm in my truck. There is still all those guys at the same location of where the trench is at where all my tools are at, at the back of my trailer. So at this point, I lock my doors. I'm sitting in my truck. I'm not getting out until the police arrive or all these um, homeowner or property owner people arrive because they all said they're on their way down. It's just a matter of minutes before they all arrive, including the cops. So I'm sitting in my truck because I'm still by myself and I don't know what's going to go on, right? So I'm looking in my, rear view, my mirrors and I'm looking at them and they're looking at my tools, looking at everything, looking at the job that I'm doing. And uh, I basically sat in my truck for a little while. And then they, then they slowly all turned around and walked back to the house. Okay? At that exact same time, while they walked back to the house, 
I turn my truck off, and here comes the police officer pulling into the driveway. So I jump out, and I, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, you know, introducing myself to the police officer. He steps out. He's like, "Hey, we're getting a lot of phone calls." Like he goes, "Before you even start, we know who these people are. We, we are trying our best to lock them up. They are our biggest problem in our whole community. The, they are supplying all the drugs and all the problems to our community right now. Anything related to drugs, it's coming from them. We are trying our best." I said, "Look." I said, look, I, I, he's like, can you explain to me what happened? I said, look, the lady was trying to run me over. She threatened to, you know, smash my, my, my truck. And then I got all these other guys coming down. Like they're full on, like ready to action, ready to fight. I said, look, I said, if I didn't give in to their demands, it, it would be a way different situation. I may not even be able to speak to you because I, there's so many guys that outnumber me. Okay. So he goes, I understand. He goes, you made the right decision. You made the right decision. You're outnumbered. There's no way that you standing your ground is going to benefit you in any way because of the numbers that you're against. He, he said, we know there's a ton of people in that house. There's a lot of people. And the amount of people that's coming and going is on another level. It's so big. I said, I know. So now, right at that point, while I'm talking to the police officer, three of the invested interest people that have interest in this property start showing up. They're racing down. Okay. I mean, they're racing down. They're all jumping out, running up. They're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. What's going on? We're so sorry. Right. And you know, I'm explaining the situation to the cop. And so now all these people that are walking up are listening to me explain the situation to the police officer. So I said, oh, I actually have pictures of part of the incident. They said, really? So the cop's like, can I see them? I said, sure. So I open my phone and I start showing them all the pictures, right? Of what was happening. And everybody could not believe the situation I was put into at that moment, right? So um, the police officer is okay, great. The, that you know, I'm glad you took some pictures, so we have some evidence. And the other guys, you know, the guys that are essentially all what it is is that all these guys um, that have invested interest in this property all put together and hired me to do this job, right? So they all know who I am, and you know that kind of stuff. So they come down, rushing down to my aid, because they know the situation that's happening with this house, this drug house, and all these people. So they're rushing down, and and I'm glad everybody showed. Up. I'm glad the cop. Um, uh, I'm glad the police officer showed up as fast as he did, and I'm very thankful to everyone else that came down to give to, to basically back me up and give me support, because at least then, at least at this point, I do have some numbers instead of me just being by myself, right? Because when you're by yourself in a situation like that, guys, you know one person wants to fight you. Okay, it is what it is. No big deal. You can fight that person and be done. But when you're dealing with a magnitude of people, you know, um, it's a different situation. If anybody was in my situation, you'd, you'd be exactly in the same same thinking process as what I was thinking. You know, not escalate this. Because if I was to say no, if I was to push back any more than I already did with them, it would have been over. No joke, it would have been over, guys. So they all come down. You know, we go through this whole spiel. They all look at the pictures. The cop takes a report. He goes, okay. He goes, we'll probably be following up with you. He goes, as of right now, you know, they're because we're here, you know, because the cops are there. They're staying in the house. They can't just go in the house and arrest people, right? And I and I told them, I said, look, I said, I'm not here. I'm not trying to press charges on anybody about anything, okay? I'm just here to do a job. And the cops said, look, it's unfair to you. Look, you're getting paid to do a job, and you're just here to do your job. I said, correct. And he goes, and, and, but you can't do your job because of what's happening. I said, correct. He goes, but at the same time, we can't just go in there and arrest them. I said, I understand that. And I said, I, and I said I'll be the first one to tell you. I said, they didn't lay a hand on me, Okay. We didn't actually get into a physical fight, but I said uh, we were literally a split second away from being in that 
in that situation. Like no joke in a split second. I said, if I didn't basically give in and tell them, you know, F you and I would move the trucks, um, then yeah, you know, so the cop said I did the right thing and he's taking the report, blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> the cop leaves, actually before the cop leaves, um, there was another cop that was trailing behind him and they actually pulled over the, 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 the girl in the car. So my, the officers tell me like, actually my partner down the road has that vehicle pulled over right now. So we're holding them on the side of the road right now. And we're, you know, I'm talking to you. We're trying to get your situation and what's going on. And then we'll address whatever we have to address with her. I said, okay, whatever. So he takes a report. He leaves. Now at this point, everybody is, uh, you know, I have some people there that have invested interest in this property. Now the amount of stress level that I had to go through because I was working hard all day, guys, digging this trench and like basically the most solid rock there is. So I was already wore out and tired. And then having to deal with this, you, you basically you're on an adrenaline um, roller coaster, right? You you go on a full tilt to the sky with adrenaline. And then once the adrenaline comes down, you just run out of energy and you're just tired and you're beat and you're just stressed out. You're just, you, 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 you know, you can't think straight. You know what I mean? I couldn't even think straight. People were trying to talk to me. I couldn't even make out what they were saying because there was so much on my mind of what's, what was happening. And there were so many people there, you know, between the druggies and people now, it was just, it was just overwhelming, you know? So I was, my, my mind was essentially just shutting everything out because all I want to do is just get out of there at this point. I don't want nothing to do with this project. I don't want nothing to do with anything because the amount of money that I would make from it means nothing. Because if I ever see these guys out on the road someplace, you can count on me having to have a problem with them. They will, they will pick a fight with me. They will fight, fight, go out of their way to fight me. This is the local way here in Hawaii with Hawaiian guys and everything. This is how it's going to be. I already know. If I come across these guys again anywhere, it doesn't matter the situation or where it's at, we will have a problem. We will absolutely have a problem. This is just how it is, guys. Okay? This is not the mainland. This is how it is here. It is a, it's a different culture, different way of how things work here. And it's just way worse when drugs are involved. So... Uh, I told everybody there that I'm completely done. I said, I'm sorry. I've never left a job in my life. I've never just walked away from a job. I said, but at this point, I said, I'm done. I said, if I have to take a loss on this job because I don't want, because I'm not going to finish it. I said, I'll take that loss because I said my, my, my well-being, being healthy and being able to work is more important than me making a little money on this job. I said, not only that, I said, I have tons of equipment here. My truck, I said, if they would have stole my truck or busted up my truck, I said, now I can't go to work and make more money. I'm the one that's going to be on the losing end. I said, and not only that, I said, okay, I call the cops. It's all over. They already, you know, say they break my windows or they steal my truck. It's not like they're going to pay me for it. These type of guys don't have money, right? They're all on drugs. They're not going to pay me not one dime. So they'll get arrested. They'll go to jail for a month or two. They'll get out and no problem. But me, I'm still the one that's stuck with broken stuff that I have to do with my insurance company now, right? Or if they hurt me, then it is what it is. And I'll be out for six months or more on, because I'm maybe laid up because of what happens to me. So I'm weighing out these things in my head like it's not worth it, right? Obviously. So I tell everybody at the property, I said, I'm done. I said, I want all of you guys to stand here. While I pack up my tools, pack up my equipment, and until I leave, you guys can do whatever you guys want after I leave, but I'm done. I'm done. It, and they understood. They understood. There's like, they, they, the one, one guy was like, I can't believe you're out here doing the job yesterday and today by yourself. 
Because we all know the situation with them. Like, more so than you do, know, you, you know, because we've been dealing with them for a long time. And, and, it, and the other guy's like, I can't believe no one came up here to, get, like, to at least stand by you while you were doing your job. Like, somebody should have came with all the people that's invested into this property. Somebody should have came over here and at least been, you know, one or two guys just hanging around to be able to, you know, give you some numbers against all these other guys. And I said, I agree. I said, but that is done in past now and it's over. I said, I'm done. I'm not going to continue. I said, you guys can keep the rest of your money. I said, I don't want none of it. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So I loaded up my stuff and the guys came down to me right before I left. And they said, look, no, we're going to pay you. You, the, the stress and all the stuff that you had to go through, we're going to pay you. Okay. Like we're going to pay you because of what's happening here. It's not a big deal. I said, look, I don't care. I'm not counting on it. If you guys send me the money, fine. If you don't, hey, I'll write it off. I don't care. I really don't care. So I, I'm leaving the property. I'm fully stressed out, guys, right? I still can't think straight. And then the main lady that is that owns the property, per se, with the CEO, um, she's, not, she, you know, she's not in the area, but she's the main lady that I'm communicating with about this project. And she knows what's going on and stuff. So she calls me. She's like, is there any way that we can pay you to, to finish the job? Any way. Like, we'll pay you extra. Whatever it's going to cost, whatever the number is, we'll pay you. It's not the money. Money number is not an issue. We'll pay you any money you want if you can finish this job. I said, absolutely not. I said, you're willing to put my safety in jeopardy? I said, no money that you're willing to pay me is going to justify me going back to do that job. I said, what you guys don't understand is that these, all these people that are drugging out in this house and all these drug dealers and all this stuff, they're all local people. I'm a local, I'm a local guy myself. These people, I will see them again. They will see me. This is not over. When I leave here today, it's not over. I now have to watch my back wherever I go because if I see them or they see me, it's, it's on. It is on. It's a problem. So I said, no, I'm not going to keep pushing my luck. I'm done. And so and I said, look, I said, you're talking to, like I told her, I said, you're talking to me about so much stuff. I said, but my stress level is so high right now because of what's happening. I said, I can't even make out half of what you're telling me. And I said, I apologize. But what I've been through right now, I just cannot think straight. I apologize, but right now is not the time to talk to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going home. I need to unwind. I need to relax. I need to regroup myself to kind of just get a hold of myself to deal with myself. Because there was so much that was going on. Like, there's so much more I didn't tell you guys. But, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail. But there was a lot more that was going on. So, yeah, guys. And then right when I got home, another police officer called me to follow up. And he said, hey, look, uh, one of my officers went out there and met with you today about the, the incident. I said, correct. He's like, look, I want to let you know, like we like don't think for a second that us as the police are not doing our jobs. We are really trying really hard to get all these guys. OK, especially the main people. But we're trying our best. But we have to have enough evidence. We have to have enough everything in order to put a, together a really good case. So that way, when we get, when we can arrest them and finally do arrest them, we can lock them up for a really long time in jail. I, I said, look, I understand. I said, look, you guys, you guys have a problem in your community over here that everybody is aware of. Apparently, the whole police department and everybody else, except for me, I come from a whole completely different district. I have no idea what I'm walking into, and I get there, and then here, here's the issue. I said, look, I said, I understand you guys have a huge problem ahead of you. And I said, I wish you guys the best of luck in getting this under control because it needs to get under control. I said, when, when, when one house that can, can basically dictate what is happening in this whole community 
and you guys can't get it under control, you guys need to work harder. Whatever you guys got to do, you guys need to get these guys, okay? He's like, we're trying. He goes, but I'm calling you to let you know that you, you can be assured that, you know, anytime you call the police, we're, you know, we will be there to help as much as we can and to make sure, you know, everybody is safe, you know? If, if they attacked you in any way, we would be arresting those attackers. I said, I understand that. I said, but that doesn't change things. And the cop is a local guy. You know, most of the cops here are local, obviously. <coughs> Excuse me. And I told him, I said, you know how the local ways is. You tell me, call the cops. I said, but when you're confronted with six guys, and by the time I call the cops, it's going to be too late. I, I'm, I'm going to be in the hospital. So I said, that's not going to do me any good. And I said, not only that, I said, if I leave this job and I see them anywhere else, you know how local way is. They're going to come after me and I'm going to have to defend myself. He goes, I understand. So I said, so, you know what I mean? I said, I, this is, he was like, I understand. This is just how our system works here. You know, and I said, look, I appreciate you following up and calling me, but, you know, I wish you guys the best of luck because you guys have a hard job ahead of you dealing with these people. And so he's like, well, I'm calling also because all the people on this property, because this property, guys, is a huge pillar of the community, okay? This property is a huge pillar of the community. And it just so happens that the biggest drug lord <laughs> for this whole district, this whole community, get has one ho one house in there that she they're you know they're not paying rent, they're squatting and just basically doing their illegal activities out of. So yeah, guys. <clears throat> that was my day. I mean, I just, I like literally, guys, I just took a shower and I started the podcast because I wanted to give you guys the most accurate and, you know, to the, to the T um, information, you know, because I don't want to, you know, go to sleep on this and then start forgetting details. This is, you know, exactly what happened and how it unfolded. So, yeah. And the other thing is, too, is so um, these other guys that have invested interest in the property, um, they're, they're, they're not even willing to go, like to go back to what happened where, where I was working. None of them want to go back, which I don't, they, they don't blame. I don't blame them. Obviously what happened, you know? And so like, because there's so many people there that is willing to do whatever this drug lady wants them to do, they'll do it. doesn't matter what it is. They'll do it. Right. So obviously even having three or four people there at the job site is not going to do nothing because the, they just have way more numbers. And they're all hopped up on drugs, and a lot of them are just muscle. That's all they do is muscle. So, you know, so the invested people in the property said, well, we're essentially at a roadblock. I said, yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. So essentially, guys, I was not able to complete my job. I feel really bad about that. And, you know, before I left, I told everybody, I, I deeply apologize that I am not able to finish my job. But with what's happening right now, there's there's no physical way that I can actually do the job because of what's happening here. And I said, I'm not willing to risk my life for for this property. I said, you guys have an, inv an invested interest in this property, but I don't. I said, I don't need this job. I don't need this stress level and all this extra stuff that I now have to deal with. I said, the money is nothing compared to, you know, obviously my health. And I said, I said, if they steal my truck or bus, that's my livelihood. I have all my tools. I have everything in there. I said, I'll be out of work. And then what? Who's going to get compensate me? Nobody's going to compensate me. Nothing. So, yeah, guys. Rough day. Rough day.
And guys, I was working fast, man. I was like the trench slowed me down because I had to inset this barrier into this trench so that way there'd be no way for them to move. Because once it's in there, it's not moving. I mean, you need a huge machine to move this, okay? I got the trench accomplished. <laughs> and I was just about to unload and put the barricade in. And that's when it happened. But I think because, see, here's the thing, guys. From where I was working, that drug house is literally very close. Like, I can see their house. The house can see me. So they, they, can, they can see partially of what I'm doing. And they, they knew what I was doing yesterday and today, this morning. So at some point, they seen me about to do the big move, and that's when they decided to basically roadblock me from doing my job. And they accomplished it. They sure did. They accomplished it. So. <sighs> Stress, guys. Stress. And, I, and here's the thing, guys. I, I enjoy what I do for a living. I, I, get, I really love what I do. I was excited about waking up. Today, I woke up really early. I woke up at like five, five o'clock this morning, did some paperwork real quick, you know, got my list together of all my supplies, went to the warehouses, picked everything up and was on my way to get the job done and, you know, uh, make my customers happy. But today, you know, I failed. I take it as a, as a personal loss because I always try really hard to do the best job I can for no matter what it is. But when you have this situation where you don't know, you know, if they have guns or knives or how, how far they're willing to take it, that's a problem. So I, I, I think I made the right decision, guys. You know, I had to back down and uh, yeah. Don't make me feel good about backing down because I don't like backing down on anything, but you know, it's just not worth it, guys. Man. And I'm the type of person, guys, I, I will stand there and fight. I will. I will absolutely stand there and stand my ground. I don't care if we got to bang it out and fight. I will fight. No problem. One-on-one. -on -one. Okay? But when there's six guys that six guys or more that are just willing to jump you and just basically whatever, um, yeah, you're outnumbered. I don't care who you are. You physically cannot fight six people at one time. And then still trying to manage somebody from busting out your windshields and you're, you're, you know, messing up your truck and trying to steal your truck at the same time. There's no way for you to manage all that. One person cannot manage everything that's happening. There's too many moving people and too many moving parts to this one situation. Oh, and I should, I should add one more note. So right before I left, that car that left earlier, the one that caused this whole issue and everything, was driving back in. Because at this point, now I have, you know, invested people in the property. And she flies into the driveway, Okay. And my trailer is like still semi like like you can drive past it, but it's really tight. Like you got to go slow to kind of get be between my trailer and there's this kind of like big metal, um, big metal arm, steel arm that's kind of sticking out of the road and it kind of curves up a little bit. When she was driving past to go back to the house real quick, like she was speeding through like all the guys, we all had to like jump off the road because she was flying past us and it's a very narrow road. She ended up flying by and so instead of hitting my trailer, she ends up hitting that metal um, steel bar that's coming out and bust, busted off her driver's side um, mirror. Like full on just boosh. Broke it right off. And she just kept going because she's, you know, she thinks she owns the place. But you know what? Here's the, the you know, in the end, guys, um, you know, they, they may think they won today. Sure. Okay. I'll give them that. But in the end, guys, when, when they finally get arrested for all the stuff that they're doing over there, 
they're not going to spend one year in jail. They're going to be spending a very, very long time in jail, right? So their day of reckoning will be coming. It might not be tomorrow. might not even be a year from now. But at some point when, you know, all the stars align, per se, and, you know, these cops and these detectives and, you know, Vice and the covers and all these reports can be put together and they can have enough evidence to go in there and basically completely shut down everything, raid the place and arrest everybody and charge everybody for everything, for everything that's been adding up. They'll be spending a lot of time in jail, a lot of time in jail. So their day is coming, but they won today. They won today. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I was kind of wondering, you know, I was kind of wondering. So the main lady that kind of the CEO's wife, whatever, the one that's really the one that's actually paying me for everything. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember in the last couple podcasts, I was mentioning that these this property owner essentially was basically limitless on the money. Whatever I want to charge, they're willing to pay. And they they were even they were they were trying to pay me even more money to even get it done faster. That's because this this is a big problem over there, right? For this community. And it makes sense now why she was willing to pay me so much money to go over there because nobody else wants to go over there. And it's kind of wrong because she essentially threw me into a situation that I was really unaware of until yesterday, right? Like I, I was just aware that it was like there's, I mean, there's people that deal drugs everywhere, right? But on a very small scale and not as dangerous as this situation. But they neglected to tell me the magnitude of this situation. I mean, when the cops told me that, you know, this is the biggest problem for our community here. This this house and these people right here are like the top dogs when it comes to drugs and crime and problems. Like the, the property owners and all that stuff, they should have like at least give me an idea. You know, instead of just trying to buy me off, which is what they were trying to do. I had, you know, I was kind of going into it blindly, you know. And if, if they would have told me the actual real situation, I would have never accepted the job. Obviously, I would have never accepted the job because I just would have avoided the whole problem. Why why be a part of this problem? Because in everybody in their eyes, I am the problem, right? Because I'm the one putting the bar- trying to put a barricade across the road, right? So, but you know, I think they kind of threw me into the fire there and left out a lot of details that should have been disclosed. That way, I could have been prepared or prepare myself. Or if that was the case, I could have brought maybe 10, 20 guys down, so that way I could do my. You know what I mean? Like I could have prepared. And not just be caught off guard. So I made the right decision and back down and let them have their way and, you know, call the cops, deal, deal with that and go from there. So, uh, anyway, guys. Rough day. I hope your day was better than mine. Uh, all I know is this. From now on, if anybody ever calls me to do work and they say they have an issue with one of their neighbors... I'm refusing the job. I am refusing the job. Ah, I learned my lesson, guys. I learned my lesson on this one. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Uh, and that was how this all started. Oh, we have a problem with one, one of the renters or the neighbors. Uh, you know, that's kind of harsh. They never really told me everything at front, at, up front. And, you know, they're like, oh, we'll pay you whatever and blah, 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 and blah, blah. I'm like, okay. It didn't sound right. And obviously it's not right because what's happening, you know. But um, protect yourself, guys. You know, at the end of the day, don't be the hero. You know, like even the cop, the cop made a good point. He's like, look, you made the right decision. You know, there's no, I mean, you know, we as men, we take pride in ourselves, but more so because we're local guys. And look, like I'll give you guys an example here. Local guys, we're willing to fight on a dime if we have to. We don't care. 
We don't care about the consequences. We don't care about jail. We don't care about any of that kind of stuff. But when you're outnumbered, that's when it becomes a problem, right? You know, when you fight one, one person one-on-one, -on -one, that's a different story. And we have no problem action all day. This is the Hawaiian way. But, um, you know, the cop made a good point. He goes, he goes, there's no sense of you standing your ground and being a hero for a property that you don't even own. And you're only doing a job for them one time, right? I said, correct. He goes, he goes, the property owners and all these people that have invested interest have an invested interest in this property, sure, but not you. He said, be honest with you, it seems like they're using you because they don't want to go over there and deal with anybody themselves. I said, that's what it kind of looks like. So anyway, I told the cops, I said, I wish you guys the best of luck because you guys need to get these guys, get them out of our community, lock their butts up and throw away the key. So... Anyway, guys, I hope you guys' day is doing way better than mine. Stay positive, guys. Look, this is just a little road bump today. You know, I'm I'm going to take a break. I'm going to unwind, and I'll be good to go. And tomorrow's another great day. I'm ready to go to work tomorrow, guys. I really am. I'm, I'm ready to power away and just put this behind me. I'm, I always look at, you know, the they always say look at the bottle half full, you know. Instead of half empty, I look at it half full, right? So, you know, I'm a very positive attitude, just a very positive guy. But when something like this happens, it can it can damper you down a little bit. But you know what? Life moves on, and I'll continue powering through, guys. You know what I mean? I enjoy life too much, and I enjoy what I do, and nothing's going to stop me doing that unless I got to back down again. <laughs> anyway, guys, good luck in your endeavors. You know, um, if you guys can approach the situation, there's something similar in your, if you guys got something similar going on with you, you know, weigh out the, the pros and cons, guys. That's what I had to do in a split second. Weigh out the pros and cons. And, you know, sometimes backing down and just, moving on is the best way look i'm still here to speak about it i'm my health is in good shape my truck is in good shape it's not busted up or stolen i still have all my tools you know what i mean in the end it's okay so be safe out there guys be cautious and um i'll definitely see you guys on the next one